0: you <laughs> So good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. When you ask, on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Where you ask, at WPRK 91.5 FM, the base in, best and basement radio. In the basement. <laughs> Yes, in the basement, learning to print all of its hot, like the B-52's legal cinder song. Yes, You hear him there. He is with me. I am your host, DJ Crazy, JC John. This is episode 108, and you heard him there. It's Tom the Elderberry. How are you doing?
1: I'm wonderful, Johnny.
0: It's a beautiful day out. It is. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. It's a Goldilocks day.
1: I think just right is April 25th.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If anybody doesn't know where that comes from, it was from... Where's it from, Johnny? Miss Congeniality. Exactly. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah. When everyone, what's your perfect date? April 25th. (laughs) A light jacket. (laughs) So... This is episode 108, I can't believe we're already, we're just moving on up. Into
1: old age.
0: I know, our episodes sure are. You can find our past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com, and let's get into our local.
1: Yay! Well, tonight we have Brendan Bunting O'Connor at Tactical Brewing in Baldwin Park doing his drag bingo.
0: Yeah, and we have Twisted Tuesdays at Southern Nights tonight. Um, There's
1: always that. something at Savoy. I think it's comedy week.
0: Yes, it is. I'm With Mr. Greg Metz. It is the week for comedy at 8 p.m. at Savoy, 21 and up, and they have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven comics tonight. So that's going to be in the Ivanhoe 1915 room. 1842. 1842.
1: (laughs) I always mess up the dates. The
0: 1950 room. And it's going to be, yeah, like seven of them. And they're really hard hitters. They're really good. Really good. Yay. They're hard hitters that are out there. And then also Tuesday nights are Club Secrets in Kissimmee. It's a secret. Shh. (laughs) Shh. Where you'll find Twilight Holiday, April Fresh, and the guests of the night. And there's also coming up on Cocktails and Screams with Tora Hyman. Yeah. He's there. It's a Halloween-themed bar. So if you like Halloween but you want it all the time, you can go downtown to um, to Cocktails and Screams. Yep. And catch a good show. And it's all Halloween-themed. Everything in there, it's like you walk in and it's just like Halloween. It's all decorated. It's like Frosty's
1: bar that was downtown. It was always Christmas.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's cool. I love theme bars like that. It's a theme. Yeah. I like it like that. I think it's really neat. Um, That's so funny. My dad texted me. So I'm like, what? (laughs) My, my, My dad had his birthday this past Sunday. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Daddy. I know he's not listening. My dad doesn't ever listen. Oh, guess what I learned? This isn't one of my two things. What? But speaking of which, I, first of all, I learned that if you whisper to your Alexa, it will whisper back to you. I heard that. And then it will go into whisper mode where you have to tell it to go out of whisper mode. ASMR, well, I have two Alexas. I have one in my living room and then I have one in the kitchen. And if you talk too loud, the one in the kitchen will pick you up. Well, I was trying to talk to the one in the kitchen. I didn't want the living room picked it up. That's why I whispered. And another way you can find us, which...
1: Is through whispering to Alexa? Yeah. They can find us that way?
0: If you say, Alexa, play WPRK 91.5 FM, she will play it off of iHeart... I mean, off of TuneIn Radio.
1: That's fantastic.
0: So if you're not able to reach... If you're not able to listen to us on our app or at WPRK.org, you can... Ask your smart device to play 91.5 WPRK FM and it will play it for you. That's awesome, isn't it?
1: That is awesome.
0: I think that's great. Now, to get into two things that we have taken from the past week,
1: it takes two.
0: You can go first.
1: My first one is I am so glad I understand my mental illness.
0: And elaborate.
1: Well, I went into a little depression spell, and mm-hmm. I knew what it was, and I was able to tell myself, okay, this is going to pass, and I didn't, like, flip out.
0: Right. And didn't stay in it. Yeah. you just. But let for it- people
1: that were around me, they're like, what is going on? I'm like, it's just one of those things. You just yeah. have to ride it out.
0: Yep. That's exactly how it goes. Yep. I've learned that myself too many times dealing with depression. A manic depression is where I'm at with bipolar. And meds, oh, my gosh, meds help. Yep. Meds help you get through them because it's not like, okay, I'm taking meds. I'm not going to be depressed. It's like I'm taking meds, and now I can handle my depression.
1: Right. This was just a little breakthrough and I was able to like get back on top of it. But it was like,
0: Raw, don't like that at all. And congratulations to you for quitting smoking. You're doing so well. Thank
1: you. I'm so happy. Yeah. It's been way easier than I ever thought.
0: Listeners, you're gonna have to hold me to it. I am taking my step and I'm dipping my toe in the non smoking pool.
1: It's amazing how much better you feel like in just like two weeks. And breathe Through and
0: taste. And, yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. And then my
1: second thing is I truly heart all of the youth that turned out to vote. Yes. Every single one of you. Thank you.
0: Yes. Florida, not so much, but yes. Because in Florida, there, was, there weren't that as many, um, do, as many votes as they thought.
1: They still turned be. out.
0: But they did turn out, yeah. Yeah, and na- nationally, a lot. A lot. A lot. Very well. But very, I think very well.
1: for everything that, if it's put on the scale, it turned out okay.
0: Yes. My first thing is we are having a fall season for once in my life. Right. <laughs> in, in Florida, we are not in the 90 degrees. Although, don't get me wrong, I do miss going to the beach for Christmas. And you can probably still do that. Yeah, it'll be at like low 80s um, or 70s. You can still go. It'll be windy. But um, but we're actually having a fall season this year. And it's not just because of the hurricanes, because we have a little cold front coming up in the next couple of days.
1: I know. Can't wait.
0: I can't wait either. I get to wear my long pajamas, my golden girl pajamas.
1: <laughs> uh, Susie texted me this morning from New Hampshire, and they got the first blizzard alert. Oh. So she had to go get salt and... And birdseed, because it's going to be 14 degrees
0: there. What's the birdseed do?
1: Um, She feeds the birds in her neighborhood during the winter. Oh, She stocks up on birdseed, and the snow will be up to your breast area. I thought the
0: the birds all flew south.
1: Not all of them.
0: Oh, that's true. (laughs)
1: They all booked a ticket.
0: (laughs) The winter birds. The The
1: winter birds are saying. The Canadian birds actually come down and inhabit New Hampshire.
0: Right. Oh, so they don't go. They don't go. Stiff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Falling out of the tree like lizards in South Florida.
0: Yes. That's going to be happening, I bet, this year, too. Every year. I love it when it happens.
1: I think it's ridiculous. (laughs) Just videos of. Fairly large animals just <laughs> dropping out of trees.
0: Raining lizards. It's
1: raining lizards.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's get Martha Wash to do that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> the second thing is that um, I don't, I'm trying to think of how to put this without, without offending. Well, I know he's not listening, so whatever. Hoarding is oh. a problem. I am dealing with uh, my neighbor's roommate, who is a hoarder, and he had stuff all in the backyard, all on the side yard, and all in the front. Well, we got rid of, uh, me and Paul, my partner, we took stuff down, and we got rid of week by week, because they only pick up so much junk. So, we got rid of everything in the front, and most everything on the side. Well, now our landlord come up and she's like, look, this has got to be gone or you're out of here. Not to me because it's not our side. Right. So I went back and I went to the backyard and I just can't believe all this stuff out there. I
1: don't think hoarder is the right word. I think scavenger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But also to get into his bedroom Yeah, he has to climb over clothes, climb over clothes and and stuff that he's got. That's a fire trap. Yeah,
1: that's dangerous.
0: Yeah, he's a hoarder,
1: really, really much
0: so. A matter of fact, he even ended up renting two storage units, two large storage units to put stuff in because he ran out of space at home.
1: Mama, she crazy.
0: And then he lost those two storage units because he didn't pay. (laughs) i'm like oh my gosh but that is major hoarding and that's a problem
1: here's your one chance fancy don't let me down
0: yeah yeah speaking of which you just you just said that there is a reba impersonator one of the best in the world cody and uh, cody passed away so our condolences to his family and and all who loved him and all who loved him. He's he's the best Reba. Reba actually put out there in a post that she had hired him to do a concert and he was standing out there as Reba lip syncing while Reba was singing. And then a big smoke came up, a big fire thing came up, and then he wasn't there and Reba was on the other side of the stage. and
1: I saw that on Facebook. That I, is so I, I, cool. I saw the post about him passing and then yeah. went and looked and it was. Amazing. Mm -hmm. He had her same facial structure.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, Barbara did that one time with Jim Bailey. She hired Jim Bailey to come to a party, and Jim Bailey was sitting there lip-syncing to Barbara's, or actually Jim Bailey sings. So Jim Bailey was singing Barbara's songs in Barbara's voice, and Barbara was in the back of the room laughing at everybody thinking that was her.
1: It's amazing what they can pull off. It's It's an art.
0: Yeah, it really is. Whenever a very good drag queen, you know, an impersonator, not a female impersonator, but a celebrity impersonator, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, performance art.
0: To have somebody actually...
1: Embody you.
0: And then to have that person you're embodying you hire you, I'm like, oh! That would be great.
1: Yeah, one of the closing nights of Gaga's concert, there was a Gaga impersonator that even security thought it was Gaga, and the fans were coming for him, and she's like, I'm a drag queen.
0: Oh, my god!
1: And the, the security guard's like, what? Hold on. Whoa.
0: What are you doing here? You're supposed to be backstage.
1: He was absolutely flabbergasted, so they had to put a barrier because they didn't know, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So before we get into um, into the, the nitty-gritty, I also want to go ahead and announce about this breaking news that came in over my phone. That 436 LGBTQ candidates won in the 2022 general election and that broke the previous record of 336 in 2020. So, yay, as you were saying, kids, getting out there. Yay for everybody who got out there and vote because you're helping to advance our LGBTQ agenda. (laughs) The gay agenda. You you get
1: to make your voice known in politics. Exactly. And it's important for you to exercise that right.
0: Exactly. Because
1: if you don't, somebody else will decide your fate.
0: And it's very good that, you know, like you said, that we're, it just helps LGBTQ rights and the fight that we're having to go through.
1: Well, the victories helped Catherine Cortez Masto of Nevada, win mm-hmm. her seat, Mark Kelly of Arizona, yep. was all from those. Um, it, it, it was heartening, yeah. just really heartening to see all of that. Yes. And that's part of what my depression came from, was the psychic... Oh my gosh! Where are we gonna go when this is done being counted?
0: Oh, the fear of the unknown.
1: Oh, it's not unknown. We well, it's we known we, now, we pretty but, I mean, know. we
0: didn't know at first.
1: No, it was that. Right. I was afraid that it wasn't going to be like the pink sea foam that we actually got. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a Category Ian um, dump button fest.
0: Right. Right. I mean, yeah. we
1: had a lot of elected officials come out that won that are gay and trans. Yeah. Speaking of which. Happy Trans Awareness Week.
0: Yes, that was what I was going to get to on our very first thing is Trans Awareness Week. And Happy Trans Awareness Week. We have uh, uh, three or four different articles. A
1: cornucopia of articles.
0: Yes, yeah, so we have all kind of stuff as usual, gay stuff that we talk about. But we wanted to focus on trans for the first part of the show today. And... Now, there are 33 trans people who are loud, proud, and making the world a better place. There are more than that locally, but the well-known ones that we want to, we aren't going to go through and name all 33 of them to you. That would take too much time. But just to bring out some of the ones that most people know about, there is one that people don't know about, but I found very interesting, is Alok Ven, Alok Vod, Menon. Menon. Yeah. An author, poet, performer, public speaker. She shares in-depth information about LGBTQ plus issues and gender while advocating to dis- de fashion to over 1 million followers on Instagram.
1: Yes. That- and then there's Angelica Ross. Yes. And Jay Rodriguez and uh, MJ, or MJ Rodriguez from Pose.
0: Yes. Eddie Izzard. Which is a gender fluid comedian, if you don't know who he is, he 's turned politician, and his identity has been weaponized by politicians across the across the u k. She has announced her bid because I guess gender fluid is now he 's going by she right so she has um She's announced her bid to become the labor MP for Sheffield and recently told um, a newspaper that her wider world vision is one where everyone has a fair chance in life.
1: He was scandalous in the 90s when he first put on a dress in London Mm -hmm. and did his act. Mm -hmm. And then he came to America and flipped it back to where he was a man. Right. And then he flipped it again and went back to himself.
0: Yep. Yep. That's gender fluid. Elliot Page, actor, advocate, and the most famous trans person in the world right now.
1: Um, Demi Lovato.
0: Yes, Demi Lovato's on there. Um, Freddie McConnell, a journalist, a dad, and a trans man. He's fought to legally be named the father or parent on his child's birth certificate. And he was in a a trailblazing documentary which details the struggles of LGBTQ plus families against a lack of legal recognition by the British government.
1: I actually follow him on Facebook. He's uh-huh. trans dad.
0: Oh yes, yes.
1: And India Moore again from Pose.
0: Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Van Ness, the queer eye for uh, the queer eye star, hairdresser, author, and activist. He's the one that looks like Jesus with the long hair and the beard.
1: See, I I didn't consider him trans, but upon reflection, he is.
0: Yes, and he uh, she he. She uses the she pronoun, Her
1: and pro- yeah, I I'm trying I'm learning that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's different ones of them that, especially ones that you know that you're like, wait a minute, we've had you, when you've known them so much so long as a he. Right. Now someone like say Chaz Bono, right. I, I immediately go he. Right. I don't ever think I never thought she. I always went he because even whenever. Chad thought he was lesbian. Then I still was. Oh, he because she was a. When Chad was was a she, she was a big girl. And Leah tran- Thomas, the trans about swimmer. I to say. Everybody knows Leah Thomas. Made made uh, headlines around the world after making history as the first trans woman to win an NCAA ch- swimming championship.
1: And then there's Quinn, who was the trailblazing Canadian soccer star, football. That won the Olympic medal in Tokyo last year.
0: And there's Dr. Rachel Levine, the assistant secretary for health, a four-star admiral in the Public Health Service Commission corps. Levine was the first trans-federal official confirmed by the Senate and the first openly trans four-star officer across any of the nation's eight uniformed services.
1: Which is just amazing. Yeah. And yeah. th- out of this election, we have the first trans man that was ever elected to a state legislature for the first time ever.
0: We also had the first black gay man, right? Become um, I th- I don't remember what what race he was in, but he became in office. It's been really really good.
1: Well, James Rosner is a 26 year old from New Hampshire's 22nd House district. Mm hmm. That's amazing
0: it really is
1: amazing
0: and then to move on this is something that many people may not realize but a the movie alien which is so long old now it's 1976 a it's a classic now but an iconic character in alien is can I'm not even going to try can- that can- word Canonically, can- canon canatonically canon canon trans and fans are only just now realizing it now um I'm trying to figure out if you look beyond Sig- Sigourney Reaver's iconic performance as Eileen Ripley you'll find a subtle subtle detail that many viewers missed and Joan Lambert is the character's name and she's on this sm- a small crew of the Nostrama and she's the navigator she um it's played by Victor- Veronica Cartwright. By the end of the film, she and Ripley are the ones remaining aboard the doomed ship, left alone to battle right, to the only two against the zemomorph. Right. Well, she was ultimately killed by the alien while gathering oxygen tanks, but it wasn't her first her first appearance in the quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. So, yeah is that trilogy. a trilogy no no it's a quad oh yeah because there's four oh, that's right when you go alien versus predator horrible yeah <laughs> i know i thought so too but yeah um so under gender it states female unnatural before expanding subject is despin convert at birth male to female so far no indication of suppressed trauma related to gender altercation. That is in her file, which is shown in the movie. So it happened so quick, someone went and noticed it.
1: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you sent me this story,
0: I'm like, what? You had to turn around. In 1978, they had trans. So I would wager to say that might be the first trans person.
1: Um, no, because there was like Crimes of Passion. That's
0: true. That's true. There's some old times. Um, I mean, some like, major, like it hot. Yeah. Major movie.
1: Well, Jack Lemmon in a dress is major.
0: Yeah, but that's drag. That's not trans. True. That's, um, so, yeah, so if you're wanting to look learn more about it, just take a watch on Alien. You can probably find it on any streaming service because it was from 1978.
1: Oh, no, no. This is the 86 sequel because she had to have died in the first one. So yeah. this is from Aliens, 86.
0: No, it was Alien. No, the, the first one she one.
1: died, but you didn't find out until the oh, second one.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. So that is really neat to know. Whenever I saw that, I was like, "What? No way!" As much I, um, I almost wanted to pull out our DVD and start watching it.
1: And get to the point and freeze it and take a picture of it.
0: Yeah. 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 And. And
1: which is the big one?
0: This one. There are two transgendered soldiers that are set to retire with a rare dis, um, distinction. Army Staff Sergeant Alaria Stanley and Sergeant First Class Kinsey Maxwell are both trans women transitioned on active duty and they will retire with full benefits after being honorably discharged, which is a really big deal.
1: Considering we had Don't Ask, Don't Tell not that long ago.
0: Uh-huh a really big deal
1: Bravo to them
0: They both are in the same they're both in the same place they're in Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri and they transition fully while on active duty and they will be honorably discharged with full pensions like I said Open transgender service in the military is becoming more commonplace and accepted, but the number of those who are honorably discharged into full retirement and transitioned while on active duty remains low. That's why this is a big story. It's a big deal. It is. A real big deal.
1: I mean, to be able to be discharged from the military honor- honorably and receive your full pension and benefits?
0: Mm hmm. And just to give some backstory, Defense Secretary Ash Carter, who served under President Barack Obama, he lifted the ban on open service by trans troops in 2016. But our previous president, Donald Trump, reinstated it during his president, with it going into effect in 2019. Now, our current president, Biden, he lifted the ban shortly after taking office in 2021. So, yay, I say to that.
1: Well... I think it's wonderful that they had to choose between oppressing somebody or letting them be and they chose letting them be and serve honorably.
0: And serve honorably. Because now, our
1: generation knew so many people that was were discharged just for that.
0: Just for that. Or for being gay. Oh yeah. You know, many many I do have to say my um my sister, she had um she, she, like it's not just her, but she was telling me of different stories where some gay women in the army used to be with, in the biblical sense, men in the army, just so
1: they could get through it. They
0: could get through. Like if, if people were like, "Oh wait, I'm starting to think that girl's lesbian," then that girl will be biblically be, biblically be with a man just to throw them off.
1: And there's others that find each other, and mm-hmm. there'll be a gay guy dating a lesbian woman, mm-hmm. and they just go out and just be themselves.
0: Right, right.
1: In I case just, you forget what we do out of sight.
0: Right. So what um, Army Staff Sergeant Elyria Stanley had said, she said, we are forced to ask ourselves whether we wanted to deny who we were and serve in the hopes that one day it would change or whether we should wait to serve entirely until it did change which is what they did. And I just think that's great. Both of them have served 20 years in the service under four presidents, George W. Bush, Obama, Trump, and Biden.
1: And Stanley was deployed to Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, that's a was radiology an ex-
1: technologist. Yep. And the other one was a dog hander who was uh, deployed to Afghanistan four times and was awarded the Purple, a purple Heart.
0: heart. This, that's why I say this is a real big deal. It's really cool. It is. Yeah. I'm like, this is... Monumental times. It's things that I never thought in my lifetime I would see, to be honest with you. Ever. I never thought we would have so many open trans people. I never thought we'd have gay marriage. Then again, me neither. Then again, not in my lifetime. But then again, I mean, we come from a time where trans people were trying to assimilate into right. society. Right. And so you wouldn't tell. You didn't have trans people that were still at the bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, but, but majority of trans people that go through the surgery were actually living. They, got, they went through two years of psychology. Then they went through two years of living as a woman yep. before they transitioned, and then they transitioned.
1: Well, we all stand on the shoulders of giants.
0: Yes. Yes. So
1: the people that we're going to talk about shortly learn from each other and built upon that and built yep. upon that. Yeah. Because I know when I came out, there were trans people and there was a slur that we don't use for them right. anymore that was acceptable then. You can. And
0: it's a car part.
1: It is. <laughs> Mechanics do it all the time. Yes. <laughs> but that slowly became more than just that word. And it, and it took the slur and turned it into a whole new thing.
0: Yeah, because they were, uh, there's actually, there was a um, nation, it's all across the nation, there was a bar that was called the Hachlina. Tea Shack. The Tea Shack.
1: In San Francisco, it ran for years. It was really, really yeah. fun. Yeah. And then they just changed it, and now it's just called Mother. Yes. Because it's mothering the young ones. The, yep,
0: mothering the new ones. So, yeah, if you're young and you're listening, there is so much that...
1: Of, of history? D- yeah. It's your so gay much, history.
0: There's just so much of... Your gay history. 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 History A matter of fact, we are going to get into a segment as soon as I find my article. It's in here. Well, we have
1: a breaking update. What's that? We've talked about Carl Nassab before.
0: Yes we talked Nassab. about Carl Nassab, and if you don't know who he is, he is the out-
1: Hunky, fo- hunky. out hunky
0: football player. He, doesn't he play for Tampa? He does. He plays for Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Defensive lineman, sister.
0: He can defense my liner.
1: He can, yeah, break my soul.
0: <laughs>
1: um, he started a new app called Rays, which we talked about on homohappyhour.com. You can find past episodes. Yes. And now- They have Financial Finesse Ventures, LLC.
0: Which is awesome. A
1: venture capital firm that is going to be expected to be somewhere between a half a million and one point five million dollars where they're going to match the people up.
0: That's so awesome.
1: This kid is absolutely a leader.
0: He really is. He really, really is.
1: I mean the vision of getting out of the people out of their houses and involved. We talked about this maybe a month ago mm-hmm. and now it's already a venture capital thing. And he hit on a movement.
0: He's doing a lot. He's not just he's sometimes you can look at football players and be like, Okay, look, you're just getting your money and you might open your mouth about some social aspects, but they really don't, you know. Copernic of course did. But um but a lot of a lot of uh football players they don't open up they're not really out there they're right. they're helping in the way of homelessness and food and doing things like that, but he is actually helping
1: beyond football
0: beyond football
1: way beyond
0: and it's to have someone he and he's young to have someone so young doing it
1: and his stature a professional football player just going out there and Doing the work.
0: Kudos to you, Carl.
1: Yeah, call me.
0: Kudos, Carl. Call me. <laughs> call us. It's at 407 646 2915.
1: Yes, waiting here. <laughs> Operators are waiting by.
0: <laughs> right. So now
1: we're going to jump into a time warp.
0: Yes, it is time for. Your gay history. 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 History Herstory X. So you've probably never heard of this forefather of the LGBTQ rights movement. The reason you may not have heard from him is because he's from the 1920s. What? <laughs> he's from the 1925 to be exact. He, um, so basically, this guy's name is Henry Gerber. He is, many people when they think of gay rights movement, they think of the 1969 Stonewall Uprising. They think of the 1950 eras of homophile groups like the Mattachine Society, who we'll talk about soon, and the Daughters of Billets. Belitis. <laughs> I only
1: know that because I had lesbians that joined it when they found out there was a group.
0: Oh, okay, cool. But a recently public, published book suggests that Henry Gerber, a Chicago post office worker, actually began laying the foundation of gay rights back in 1925. The book is called An Angel in Sodom, Henry Gerber in the Birth of the Gay Rights Movement. It notes that while serving as a military newspaper proofreader in Germany during World War I, Gerber subscribed to several gay German magazines and spent time among the queer community in Berlin where the US military wasn't stationed at the time.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. While he was there, he was inspired by the Institute of Sexual Science, which is a transgender-inclusive research organization headed by sexologist Magnus Hirschfeld. And the organization issued formal ID cards to trans people to help them avoid criminal cross-dressing charges. Isn't that awesome?
1: It is. It's just endlessly fascinating.
0: Back then, in the 20s.
1: I know, right?
0: You know, we, we... And
1: we're in the 20s again.
0: Yeah. So it's just like... Yeah. It's like 100 years ago about. it's about? Almost, almost 100 years ago it started. You know? Um, he observed how the German queer community banded together and achieved visibility and political power. But during that time in the United States, queer people were afraid to publicly, publicly unite because anti-queer laws and social practices threatened to out them and imprison them. which ruined their lives, of course. So he was inspired by Germany's queer community. Um, He founded the innocuously named Society for Human Rights in Illinois in 1924. And the society was to win confidence and assistance of legal authorities and legislators to help end the legal and social persecution of homosexuals. And it was exclusively dedicated to gay people Actively excluding bisexuals.
1: Yep. So and, that's and this day in history, nineteen forty one, uh huh, Adolf Hitler ordered any SS officer that was caught in a homosexual compromising position to be shot to death.
0: Wow. wow. And then
1: we jump flash forward to America. Yes. Where we get whiplash again.
0: Yep. Yep. So, um, with Gerber, his organization came to an end in July of 1925 at 2 a.m. when a police detective and a local journalist knocked on his apartment door. The detective asked where the boy was to Gerber's confusion, and then he took Gerber to the police station. He confiscated his typewriter, notary public diploma, his personal diaries, bookkeeping accounts, and the society's documents. He didn't have a warrant, and Gerber never got his diaries back. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, the arrest it was covered in a local publication the examiner under the headline Strange Sex Cult Exposed. I
1: like that they called him a laundry queen.
0: Yes, they 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 called him a laundry queen.
1: That's hysterical.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: I know a laundry queen. You know her too.
0: Then there um, it said that he was encouraging men to leave their wives and children and he, and uh, Gerber said this is a gross distortion of facts. The police had no warrants for any of the three men's arrests because they arrested two other people in there. And as the sole evidence of my crime, Gerber wrote, officers claimed they had found a cosmetic powder puff in his apartment. They also pointed to a passage in one of his diaries that proclaimed, I love Carl, even though he said the line was taken out of context and he purposely left out any gay content from his diary that could have been used against them.
1: And he lost his post office job. Yep. For conduct unbecoming a postal worker. Yep. And that dismissal led to the end of his society, and he compared it to the unholy Inquisition. But. But.
0: He did not let that hold him down. He did not. He continued to support gay publications and social groups throughout the 1920s to the 1950s, though many of them had to publicly hide their associations to homosexuality because they would also get legal prosecution. And that prosecution continued through the Stonewall Uprising and other rebellions marked important turning points where LGBTQ people refused to tolerate police abuse and public shaming any further. Now, Gerber died on December 31st, 1972 at the age of 80, living long enough to see the Stonewall Uprising and the start of a new era of LGBTQ rights. Which? I want to say... Thank you, thank you, thank Henry you, Henry Gerber. Henry Gerber. Yep. Thank you. That's someone, that name, that name.
1: Should be with Harvey Milk. Yes. And Marsha P. Johnson. Yes. And Sylvia Rivera. Yes. And Cleve Jones. Yep. And Harvey Fierstein.
0: So that's a little moment that you can learn something new about your, your gay history. But that's not all.
1: No, because on November fifteenth of nineteen fifty-two, one incorporated was founded. Mm-hmm. One magazine, which is a probably a precursor to like the Advocate. It was founded under the the a- Afromism of Victorian writer Thomas Carlyle. The mystic bond between brotherhood makes all men one. Yep. And that was some of the people that were in. The Mattachine Society formed this one ink because it was going to be nationwide.
0: And speaking of the Mattachine Society, Reddit dis- rediscovers the Mattachine Society's Homosexuals Are Different ad.
1: Six decades later.
0: Yep, six decades later after it's printed. Sixty years for you that do not know what six decades is. Uh, the ad is making its route online. It's, the ad bears the image of a zebra proudly wearing spots instead of stripes, and it shares a message still relevant today. Homosexuals are different, but, and it goes on.
1: We but, believe we have just, the right to be.
0: Yes. We believe that the civil rights and human dignity of homosexuals are as precious as those of any other citizen. We believe that the homosexual has a right to live, work, and participate free society. Mattachine defends the rights of homosexual and tries to, crimin- tries to create a climate of understanding and acceptance.
1: Can you imagine seeing those flyers around?
0: I would love it.
1: I know, right?
0: Well, I wasn't born then because it it did go, they kept them out um, from 1960 to 1969. So it reminds
1: me of the ACT UP flyers.
0: Yes, very much so. I mean, it
1: was, they would wheat paste them. It was publicly out there. You were able to see this and then you could figure out what it was from there.
0: Yep. And the image is um, at the New York Public Library, which has the ads in its manuscripts and archives division, and it also offers digital reproductions of it for free through its digital collections website.
1: And we'll post this on our Facebook page.
0: Yes. And which you can find at Outlet Orlando H3. Um, The library also displayed the ad as part of its Love and Resistance Stonewall at 50 exhibit in 2019. Right. Which is, oh, it's 444, make a wish. Ooh. So lately, as it's started circulating on Reddit, users posted their appreciation for its message and their fears for society regression. Someone says, I was born in 65, and legal gay marriage is one of the things I thought I would never see in my life, just like we were just saying. Right. I also never thought I'd see a black president or weed legalized. I hope I don't see gay marriage stricken from that list. Which, They won't because there is currently...
1: That brings us to our next topic. Yes. The Democrats held the Senate.
0: The Democrats will hold the Senate. And here's what that means for LGBTQ plus rights. It is in the in press release. Um, a Democrat Senate majority is especially critical for the next two years in order to ensure that pro-equality ju- judicial nominees continue to be confirmed, along with basic protections being passed for LGBTQ people, abortion rights, and voting rights. Yay. Now, there is um, – and the Senate –
1: the I'm, Respect for Marriage Act.
0: There, there is the Respect for Marriage Act, which has gone through. Now it's got to go through. Well, it
1: cleared the House in July. Right. It just has to be voted on in the Senate. Right. So they can and get And now
0: that. that we have 50 50 without, you know, considering what Georgia goes to, but that doesn't matter what. Well, they can 50?
1: pass this before the new Congress is sworn in. Yes. That's the catch.
0: Yes. So happy. And this all comes about because Justice Thomas stated intent to roll back protections for LGBTQ Americans. So because of that, they're like, oh, no, we need to get this Respect for Marriage Act put through.
1: And the other thing that was amazing is we now have two lesbian governors of states. Yes. That blew my mind.
0: Openly lesbian.
1: Blue, first it was one, and then the other one won her race. And that's amazing.
0: Exactly.
1: One in Massachusetts and the other one is in Oregon. Yep. Amazing.
0: Oregon is very progressive. Only
1: half are, of it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, but there are parts of it that.
1: Only the left half. The Portland. right half is like Idaho.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's the same thing with Washington State. Yeah. It's California and it's Idaho.
0: Right. That's true. Only along the coastlines is yes. where that's true. So this is kind of funny, just to get back out of... Out of... That, your gay, gay history. Yeah. Because history. we had a good... We had a couple of different articles for Your Gay History today. But just to get out of that for a second and get to something a little funny, RuPaul's Drag Race UK is now apologizing because they have... They have two black drag queens on this season, and their names are Black Peppa and Baby. Well, whenever Black Peppa come out to come onto the stage, they said Baby's name. So they said Baby's name, or it was Baby that came out. And whenever Baby came out, they had an image of Black Peppa on the screen instead. And you know, that can be kind of racist. can be. Because, you know, that whole. It was probably
1: just a mix up.
0: Yeah, but that's not a good mix up. Well, it's
1: like calling Shangela Angela on Dancing with the Stars. That stuff's going to happen.
0: Is it? Calling Shangela Angela is just a mix up of a name. Getting two black drag queens mixed up when they're the only two black drag queens on that season, that's to me, racist because it it brings out that whole I can't tell because they all look the same.
1: It's like when they said like a famous singer died and they put a figure of somebody else when Aretha Franklin died and they had Gladys Knight's picture up.
0: Yes, that's the same exact thing. That's the same thing. I find that racist myself personally.
1: It's just sloppy. Yeah. I don't think there was any particular intent. It's just sloppy.
0: Well, on Monday, November 7th, Drag Race UK's team took to Twitter to apologize for the error, saying they were so deeply sorry. We have sincerely apologized to both Baby and Black Peppa, and we also want to extend our heartfelt apologies to anyone else that this post offended. As soon as the mistake was spotted, the post in question was removed from all of our platforms. Once again, our sincerest apologies. Well, good. Now, Baby came on here, and she says, I know I'm late to the party, but I genuinely hope the person who edited Dakota Schiffer's farewell video gets fired. It's so embarrassing that someone on the Drag UK BBC social teams can't differentiate between the only two black girls on the cast. And see, that's what I agree with. I
1: agree with that
0: part. I really do. It's it's so embarrassing that someone on the Drag Race UK Social team can't differentiate between the only two plagues She's 22 years old. Black Peppa, she quoted babies, and she said, I say second that. It's honestly lazy and disgusting. It is. It really is.
1: But you know what was really sad this week?
0: Yes. About Kevin Conroy? It was. Kevin Conroy, who is a gay actor. Many people didn't know or don't know that he's gay, but he's always been openly gay. Um... He, he is a longtime voice of Batman. He did Batman the animated series voice. To me and personally, he is animated Batman. No other animated Batman with the other voices. It, that would be like saying some of the animated voices for Joker know that Mark Hamill will always be Joker. Well, he did
1: 400 episodes of Batman. Yeah.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. a lot. A lot. Because he was Batman the animated series, Batman and Robin, um all the way up until, I can't remember. Oh, it was all the way up until. 15 until the, different
1: animated series. The last yeah. one was Batman Mask of the Phantom.
0: Yes. Yeah, and he was, he's always been the voice of Batman.
1: That's just crazy. He died
0: thir- Thursday, shortly after he was diagnosed with cancer. So he didn't live long after his diagnosis. And just that. Before he was Batman, though, he regularly performed on the work of the Bard. A graduate of Juilliard's extreme acting program, he appeared in adaptations of Shakespearean works from Hamlet to King Lear, usually at the Old Globe in San Diego. He also appeared on Broadway in Lolita and Eastern Standard. Wow. But he's best known for Batman. (laughs) He's best known for Batman the Animated Series, that was nineteen ninety two to ninety six, and like you said, he's been on fifteen different animated series, totaling four hundred episodes and fifteen films, including Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. And like I was saying, he played against Mark Hamill. That's why Mark Hamill's little
1: Instagram
0: little Instagram post to him was just so neat, and and he had a picture of him as the of, of the Joker just standing there. And he's looking down and there's the bat cape on the floor. So sad. Yeah, when that, that really hit me this year.
1: You know what you do now? What? You shake it off. Yes. Do you know how you shake it off?
0: Going to Taylor's trying to buy Taylor Trying Smith. to buy Taylor
1: Swift tickets. <laughs> yes. That girl crashed Tickmaster today. Yes. And I want to say congratulations to all the people that got tickets. Yes. Brendan, looking at you.
0: Yes, Brendan getting tickets. So did, oh gosh, I can't remember who I saw that got tickets on, online. I saw somebody got tickets. I was like, oh, okay, you got it there before it crashed, Josh Roth. I just remembered who it was.
1: It is looking to be the event of next spring. Yes. She has the most LGBTQ-friendly artist joining her tour. Mm-hmm. She has Phoebe Bridges, Bda Boop B da oh, I'm gonna mess this up. Be Bad to Be Girl in Red, Owen and Ma- Muna. Oh yeah. And Gail and Gracie Adams. And Gail sings the A B C D E F U, mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. Hearing her before Taylor Swift, that arena is gonna be literally fire. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be on.
1: I tried to log in for my little set of tickets and Ticketmaster said, I'm sorry, we're having a problem even opening the app. Mm -hmm. And then when your app finally opened, it said, we're sorry, we're having trouble locating Tampa. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she broke the Internet. She broke Spotify. Now she's breaking Ticketmaster.
0: I want uh, the one that I want to see is the pink tour.
1: She's not coming here.
0: I know, I saw. Nowhere near here. Nowhere near here. Nowhere near here. Because
1: she's amazing
0: live. And um, and she has Pat Benatar and Neil Gerardo and Brandy Carlisle <sighs> and a group love. Yeah. That,
1: that's going to be a stacked tour.
0: Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Pink, why would you go to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and not come to Orlando or Tampa or Miami. Nowhere
1: in Florida. Maybe she'll do a backswing.
0: I'm thinking that's gonna happen. That's like Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode has their concert out. They they have their concert for the Memento Mori tour and they have it out and tickets are on sale, but there's nowhere near us coming.
1: No, it's only 14 cities in America. Oh no, it's only 14 cities in America.
0: Yeah, so what they're gonna do, I believe, is what they did last time. They do that leg, and then they do a second leg where they come over to cities that they didn't come to before.
1: Yeah, because Lizzo just announced yesterday she's continuing this special tour for 2023, Mm -hmm. but she's not coming anywhere back to here. Right, It's all the places she didn't hit the first time. She's going to do a couple at the end of the year, then she goes and does Europe, and then she comes back, and yeah, if you have a chance, see her.
0: Wow, I can't believe it's almost almost time. Not quite.
1: Well, wow. anybody that has any extra Taylor Swift tickets, you know, we're fansies here. We're we're Swifties.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're Swifties. So um, something that's really cool is DC's um, two Men of Steel reunite in Superman: Son of Kal El, number seventeen, as father and son, with John Kent finally reveals his sexuality to his father that he's bisexual. It's a heartfelt moment. John recovers in the Justice League infirmary after a fight. His mother, Lois Lane, and his father, Superman, are both there to support him. And eventually, John's boyfriend, Jay Nakamura, arrives as well. After pulling off talking to his father about his bisexuality for the entire issue, he finally asks for a moment of privacy with his dad. He tells his dad that he was enjoying their reunion. And... um. His dad said, Superman said to his son, I wasn't worried you'd literally fly away from me at super speed. But if I saw the wrong look on your face, doubt, disapproval, disappointment, even for a fraction of a second, then that would be a distance between us. Yep. But Superman takes his son into his arms. He calls him a miracle, said he will always support him no matter what. He says who you love is the last thing that could change that. And then the really good thing he says is, anyone who makes your life better will always be a hero in my eyes. Yay. Isn't that awesome?
1: That's love that it is. I'm
0: like, that is just so cool. So cool. Um, and then lastly, just real, But not least. Last but not least, Dolly Parton was awarded $100 million for charity work.
1: And you know she's going to put that to good use.
0: Yes, the award is given to those who aim high, find solutions, and always do it with civility. And um, they're talking. One of the reasons is because she donated one million for the COVID nineteen research behind the Moderna vaccine.
1: She saved so many Americans just funding Moderna.
0: Yep, her Dollywood Foundation's Imagination Library program donated more than. 186 million books to children around the world.
1: Which is big in Appalachia.
0: She was just recently inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's just awesome. You know, Dolly, you know. She's you, a
1: national treasure.
0: She basically, to to say that, you know, to, how she received it she says i try to put my money where my heart is i will do my best to do good things with this money thank you jeff bezos that's what she tweeted out good for you dolly parton and she has a rock
1: album about to come out
0: yeah because she was in the rock and roll hall of fame now she has to do a rock album because she never considered herself rock
1: right but she's got all sorts of stars doing their songs.
0: Yes. Her and, I can't remember who it was, but they did Jolene, a duet.
1: Pink, uh, Brandi, Car- Brandi Carlisle, mm-hmm. um, Rob Halford.
0: That's who it was. Her and Rob Halford from Judas Priest. I love yep. Rob Halford. And he's openly gay. Yes. So.
1: And they're on their 50th anniversary tour.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I used to have such a crush on him. <laughs> I've always hoped he was gay.
1: I'm just so glad I got to see Dolly when she was here in 2016. I had, I was like, oh, I don't know. She might never come again. And she said she's not touring again.
0: I won't come again. Because <laughs> that's her verse. And um.
1: here you come again. There I go. Oh, no. Well,
0: it's that time. This has been another edition of Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour. Remember, we are one human family. Always fight the good fight, swing first, and let justice roll. Bro. We are somewhat dysfunctional, but we are still one human family. Life is way too serious to be taken seriously. Seriously. I am your host, G-Day Crazy, JC John.
1: I'm an elderberry.
0: I love you. I love you. And we will...
1: See you next Tuesday.
0: Tuesday. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, all right, Dolly. It's the Eras Tour, girls. The Eras Tour. Happy Trans Awareness Week. Come on, Trans Awareness Week.